Well, Noah, anytime there's a tornado, a hurricane, or a tsunami, there's always the aftermath. And in this episode of Stay by the Bell, we are cleaning up after one of the most infamous television breakups in history. Zach and Kelly are no more. And this is the aftershocks, as we call them. The aftermath, Stay by the Bell from season three. We are right in the heart of season three. We just did the uh, Last Dance episode, which is, of course, the infamous Zach and Kelly breakup. We did it with Patrick Muldoon and our good friend Patrick Muldoon, a.k.a. Jeff Hunter, is going to be joining us again. He's decided to stick around and do uh, a little bit more with this to talk more about uh, this Jeff thing and all that unfolded in his life and how it changed uh, his life, really. And we're going to be doing it here on this episode. No, it's the aftermath. It's almost like, is in this episode, do you get a chance to take a deep breath and kind of exhale a little bit? Or is there still going to be a lot to unpack from one of the most infamous episodes in the show's history? There's still quite a lot to unpack here. Uh, at the end of the last episode, I mentioned how uh, Zach handled the breakup better than anyone that I've ever seen handle any breakup out there. But this one, not so much. Uh, he can't let Kelly know how much he's hurting, and so he's trying to uh, make it seem, play it cool, make it seem like it's no big deal to him. He's fine. He's moved on, even though you can tell that he is still very much hurting. He is, and the... the, the um episode opens with kind of the entire school <laughs> passing Zach in the halls. They're all being sympathetic towards him, putting a hand on his shoulder and shaking their heads. Screech says he's surprised Zach even got out of bed after what happened. And uh, Zach's, like you said, trying to play it cool. Very difficult. This whole situation, just it's palpable. You can cut it with a knife. And um, then we find out Lisa's sweet 16 party is coming up. Um, which again, you know, we talked about how the last episode sort of took us to another level that we just felt that there was more adult themes going on, that, um, Kelly's met an older guy and it drove a rift between her and Zach and that the show's really hitting its stride at this point. Season three is phenomenal. And at least sweet 16 as another signifier that, Hey, you know, they're turning 16. They're going to be, they're driving, that they're all kind of becoming adults. And it's another, I, I like that about this episode that there's a signifying event of someone having a birthday. So we kind of get a, a hint on, okay, this is how old they are. Lisa's 16. They're all in, you know, in that age group. And this is kind of where we're at um, with them in their lives. And I really like that aspect. Well, what I like is Slater's Uncle Charlie, who used to say, women are like vines. If you fall off one, you can swing with another. So that was my right. kind of yes, line of the episode. I loved Slater coming in with a line from his Uncle Charlie. But uh, they move on, and Kelly is there with Lisa, and she wants to bring Jeff to Lisa's Sweet 16. And Lisa was I hadn't even thought of that. But then Jesse and Slater kind of walk away after overhearing that. And they're talking about, man, she doesn't even care what she did to Zach. Yeah, now she she expects us to hang out with that frat boy babe stealer. And so that really starts it off right now. The gang is not with Kelly on this. They're against Jeff. Uh, they're standing in the corner of Zach. How could Kelly do this to Zach? He's hurting. So uh, she's like throwing Jeff in their faces and in Zach's face, and, and they don't like it. So uh, they're there in Miss Simpson's class. We talked about it last time. With a lot of Shakespeare theme throughout this, and of course Miss Simpson is around during that, and uh, of course Miss Simpson wants Zach and Kelly to recite a romantic poem. Bayside's most beloved couple, right? Oh my gosh, um, Zach recites it really fast, and it's like he's just trying to get through it, and he um, just kind of blows through it, but then he slows it down. This is a love poem. This time, recite it slower and with feeling. How do I love thee? 
Let me count the ways. I love thee to the depth. And I love thee to stop. I can't take it anymore. Well, it certainly moved Mr. Screech. He reads it from the heart to Kelly, kind of showing her that he still loves her. He still cares. And uh, I, I do actually like this screech moment. He says he can't take it anymore. And he runs out of the room. Well, Miss Simpson says it certainly moved Mr. Screech. I liked that. Um, and I love this next scene to me is one of my favorites in the show because Zach and screech take Zach to the movies and they are like buttering him up um, about how cool he is and all the pranks that he's ever done, trying to get his mind off of Kelly. And I love that organic moment with Zach's, uh, Screech and Slater. They're at the movies together and they're just trying to get Zach's mind off this breakup. Yeah. They talk about how he rigged building's office. So every 15 minutes, his desk would shake and his pictures would rattle. Building would run around screaming earthquake and called Caltech trying to convince them there was a fault line under his desk. So that was great. And just Zach kind of laughing about that a little bit. And then uh, Slater and Screech kind of leaning back and giving each other a little high five. Like, hey, our plan's working. Uh, we're really good friends. <laughs> good job for us. <laughs> well, unfortunately, in the midst of all this, uh, Kelly and Jeff walk into the movies and the crowd, the live audience even kind of gives one of those, ooh, uh, moments and Jeff is wearing that darn UCLA sweatshirt again, even though Patrick Muldoon, once again, we went over this in the last episode, played football at USC. We already got his thoughts on this on the, uh, the last dance episode. We're going to talk to him again coming up, but again, Patrick Muldoon played football at USC and they've got him in a UCLA shirt. Zach sees the new couple embracing and he's out of there. Kind of a weird moment. Like Zach gets up and leaves and Screech and Slater just like look at each other like, oh, oh well, and they just keep watching the movie. Like, come on, follow him out of here. Yes, obviously he needs to be watched over. We need to make sure he's not going to do anything crazy or he's not uh, too down, which uh, obviously if he's leaving the movie, he is. Come on, if you guys are good friends to plan this get together to go to the movies, follow him out and try to get his mind off it again and go do something else. Uh, but uh, no, they were uh, wanting to stay there and watch the movie. So that's what they did. But um, Jesse and Lisa are against kelly they really feel for for zach and see how hurt he is and zach is seeing and hearing the name kelly everywhere in his room they cut to his room he sees it written on his uh, school book uh he hears the name kelly on tv on the radio and he just can't handle it he's he's seeing and hearing her everywhere and so the gang comes up with an idea and they're going to start setting zach up on dates he doesn't want to hear about it but they've got, they, they say this is what he needs. He's got to move on. If Kelly's moved on, then Zach should too. If it doesn't matter to Kelly, it shouldn't matter to Zach. So Zach finally agrees. And they set him up with some interesting people here. Uh, the first one is Sue, who won't shut up about books, just goes on and on. And of course, they're always at the movie theater at, uh, on a date. And uh, Sue's just talking his ear off about books. And then Jesse. What an evil person Jesse is. Setting Zach <laughs> up. With this girl named Cassie, who has an insatiable <laughs> hunger for life. She's this larger girl, and she wants a big bowl of spaghetti and meatballs after downing a whole giant bucket of popcorn and screaming, <laughs> Oh no, I'm out of popcorn. And Zach's like, oh, Take mine. Just, uh. and the, 
I, what is Jesse thinking doing that? She is fired. She is fired as a friend. I mean, what in the Lisa walked in with a list a mile long of people that want to go out with Zach, and this is who they come up with? Like, what friend would ever set you up with just this giant bull? I mean, come on. Zach is the best looking guy at Bayside, the most popular, most eligible bachelor, probably in the entire city of LA. And that's who Jesse brings up for him. And how did Zach not know who she was beforehand? Can I get a picture? Like, there's no Uh, Facebook or what back then, but I just have to have a picture. Like, (laughs) (laughs) well, it's very, very strange. Um, But they finally, there's finally a hit. And believe it or not, Screech is the one that comes up with this. It's his cousin Kimberly, smoking hot blonde, very sweet. Uh, Zach invites her out for a burger afterwards. He's digging the date. She's super hot and just kind of collapses into his arms and just seems like a perfect, uh, perfect situation. And they go for, to the max for a date afterwards. And um, obviously uh, the gang is still kind of angry with Kelly. They're not talking. And Jeff, you know, the more mature adult uh, in this situation comes over and he employs Kelly to go make up with her friends. And why wouldn't she? I mean, she's been friends with him forever. Jeff is uh, a new boyfriend, but come on. Uh, he's act- he says that they're acting like they're kids or something, like they're high school kids. Well, they are high school kids. Yes, they are. But Zach arrives at the max with Kimberly. And boy, he goes a little too far here from getting a burger at the max to dancing to A12, Zach and Kelly's song. And that, I think, is the moment the gang turns on Zach instantly. It didn't take much. All it took was dancing to a song. And uh, they're on Kelly's side. How could Zach do such a thing? And I got to tell you, I'm on Zach's side. Even though I, I admit it's, it's petty, you can see that Kelly still has feelings for him. I mean, she thought they were gone, but now she knows how Zach feels seeing her and Jeff out together. Now she's seeing Zach and Kimberly out together, and she's not liking it. So now she can kind of put herself in Zach's shoes, and you can see that it's bothering her. So obviously there's still some feelings there. Well, and we're going to get quite a moment here because uh, Zach and Kimberly are dancing to the infamous A12 on the jukebox at the old Max. And it was supposed to be sacred. Even Screech knows that. Screech, the biggest imbecile of anyone we've ever known, says that's Zach and Kelly's song. And Kelly tells pulls Zach aside and said that song is sacred. And Zach has a great line where he goes, H12 was sacred right up until you dumped me for that jerk. And Kelly does have a weird comeback to that, which is, Zach's, or, Jeff's a great guy. You don't even know him. The only jerk I see here is you. And slaps Zach in the face. And it's like, why? I mean, I get it. They're arguing. But like, why would... Zach ever acquiesce to the fact that Zach, that uh, Jeff's a good guy? Like, I don't care what happens. Like, he's not going to agree to that. Oh, wait, he's a good guy? Never. Oh, I should not have danced A12. That's my bad. I didn't know he was a good guy. Well, then Kimberly is going to dump uh, the milkshake they ordered on Zach and runs away. So now Zach is sort of left out in the cold here. Um, this causes the gang to sort of turn back on, on Zach. So now they're on Kelly's side again, which I don't know. There's something about the, the, the topsy turvy drama there that like, I didn't quite follow here. It doesn't really make sense just cause Zach kind of does the exact same thing Kelly did. Now they don't like Zach and they like Kelly again. I don't know a lot going on there. They are turning 16. So they're allowed to be topsy turvy and just to be looking to get dramatic and just overplay things and just flip flop from one to the other. Cause they're high school kids and that's what you do. There's not a lot going on. And so uh, let's just jump from one thing to the next, but Zach is seen after that 
cleaning out his locker of all the Kelly stuff. And uh, Mr. Belding is like, what is going on here? This is the school. And you can't be doing this. And Zach, with his all his bravado, tells Mr. Belding to clean it himself. And Mr. Belding says, no, get to my office right now. And I always wondered, I mean, they skipped this, but what happened with Belding? The next thing we see, Zach is at home in his room. But I would like to know what happened in the office. There's there's always good scenes with Mr. Belding and Zach alone together in his office talking about uh, what Zach has done, his scheme, his his grades, or whatever is going on with Zach at the time. So I kind of wish they would have had time to fit that in. Uh, I think they could have made some cuts elsewhere, but uh, we didn't get to see them in the office, and that was kind of a downer for me because I always enjoy those. But uh, Zach, like I said, is back in his room, and Screech says, if you can't be an idiot with your friends, who can you be an idiot with? Some wise and great wisdom there from young Screech. Agreed, but Zach is not going to give the birthday party a go. He gives a, a gift to Screech to take, and it's kind of one of those deals where you feel like that Screech is going to break him down and make him realize it's our friend. It's Lisa's party. You need to come to this. And uh, Zach just says, no, not this time. And um, Screech tries to sell it by saying, hey, maybe they can make the... Uh, what does he say? The Jello moonwalk across the table, or something like that. If there's a Jello mode of Michael Jackson, and maybe it'll moonwalk across the potato salad. Only Screech. Um, and as it turns out, the party's taking place in Screech's living room from season two, the house party episode. Uh, but this is supposed to be Lisa's house. <laughs> and um, Kelly and Jeff come in, and uh, Jeff comes in and meets everyone. Uh, Jeff and Slater talk about wrestling. Jeff won his division a few times. And there's kind of a funny moment where it's like, I don't know if they were kind of given directions to sort of talk a little off camera or something, but I think it's Slater goes, Hey, let's talk about that. After the camera kind of cuts away from them, they're like, let's, let's talk about that wrestling thing. We're supposed to talk about. Uh, we always kind of joked about that, but uh, Jeff's kind of in good graces with everyone. Jesse says, you know, we weren't supposed to like you, but you seem like a good guy. And, Jeff's doing all the right things here and uh, looks like the gang have taken to him. It is. I, I love that scene with uh, Slater and Jeff. And uh, like you said, it kind of starts to cut away from them and Slater's like, Hey, really? Hey, we should talk. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you're wondering if there was direction there or if that was just something uh, uh, that Mario added in. But Zach finally does show up at Lisa's party after all and uh, says that a friend convinced me I was being an idiot. And uh, so, like I said, that was some great wisdom there from Screech and Zach thought on it and he finally showed up to the party. Um, after they had already kind of brought the cake out and started singing Happy Birthday, they turned the lights back on and there's Zach. And uh, Zach goes up to Kelly and finally he apologizes and says, look, I'm sorry for the way I treated you. I guess I was more hurt than I thought and I just didn't know how to handle it. I'd rather have you as a friend than not at all. And uh, then he goes up to Jeff and says, hey, Jeff, you got a great girl. Treat her right. And so I thought that was kind of a good way to kind of get Zach back on track here and not just spend several episodes with him down and depressed and didn't have any sort of direction other than uh, taking these uh, random dates and trying to find his footing and where he should be with the gang and Kelly and everybody now. Um, so I thought that was a good kind of ending to it. But I found it weird that this redhead comes up and says hi to Zach and is hitting on him. Somehow she's like, she seems like she's 35 and she's at least a sweet <laughs> 16 party hitting, hitting on another 16 year old and Zach. I, I thought that was very strange. Well, you for, you didn't, 
fail to mention my favorite part of this entire episode, which was when the lights went out and um, they're singing happy birthday and the lights come on and Zach's standing there. There's a moment of dead silence followed by Slater going one more time. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Trying to get the happy birthday singing going again. And that part cracks me up. Oh my gosh. Just one hilarious. more time. Like Zach's back. Let's do one more time. Come on. Happy birthday. Come on. <laughs> Come on, everyone. Everyone's doing it. Um, so there you have it. Uh, the, the, they, they tie things together. They do the right things. Zach is able to get back in good graces. He says the right things. But the question is, we only have one more episode with Jeff after this. So we talked to um, Patrick Muldoon in our uh, last episode at great length, but we want to ask him in this one, kind of what were the plans for Jeff Hunter it seems like in an episode like this where he comes in and he's cool with Zach now, he's cool with their friends, and it looks like they're really going somewhere with this. Was there expectations of more? Let's hear what Patrick Muldoon has to say and welcome him back to the Save by Nostalgia podcast. I just initially, um, you're the character of Je- they, they, the writers, they kind of made it almost so try to force the audience to kind of accept this character because you know you you meet the rest of the the friends they all kind of accept you you're talking with slater and you guys are it's kind of like hey this is guy's going to be cool and um was it at that point did you feel like you were going to be more a part of the show and it was like just two up ep- you were then in three episodes and they're like oh let's make him a jerk and get him out of here i mean what what was kind of your take on no from from what i remember it, w- it was always three episodes i knew okay. what my job was was <laughs> which was to come in and be <laughs> you know, and, and to kind of put this riff in the relationship. But, uh, but it, it was always that, but you know, the funny thing was at the time I lived in an apartment complex with Mario, Mario Lopez, wow. Mario, Mario, Mario and I were already, um, good buddies. And so, um, we all lived in this place called park park point is the name of the apartment complex in uh burbank which is next to nbc mm-hmm. and a lot of the a lot of the kids a lot of the people like on days of our lives and and say by the bell and i think california dreams was another yes. show and there was you know so th- and and ryan seacrest lived there um you, when he was starting out and uh, tara reed lived there and uh and so, so, so it was, you know, it, it was funny, but, you know, so Mario and I were, were buddies and then, uh, I got this gig and I, you know, at the time I wasn't, didn't know how popular say by the bell was. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I got on set, you know, and cause it was a live audience and, uh, you know, the audience was really bummed out. <laughs> and I was like, well, <laughs> this is, uh, you know, the, this, this show it certainly had a following then, but wow, you know, to be talking about this all these years later, you know, and I, I hear that they're doing some form of a reboot or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, you know, you had no idea, but, but the fan base is all there, you know? So it was a cool cool thing to be part of and a funny it's funny when i get the twitter i hate you messages <laughs> you scumbag i mean i i i, I mean it, and it gets worse than that you know um but they're really i i just think it's hilarious 
<laughs> hey, I kind of wanted to ask you a little bit about working with all of the cast and and uh, some of the crew. And and you mentioned it that uh, you and Mario were living in the same apartment complex. And uh, did you hit him up, kind of, hey, inform me of what what can I expect here, and tell me about the cast? Am I going to enjoy being on set working with all you guys? And uh, of course, you like Mario there, but uh, just working with the cast. Of course, they were kids. They were uh, probably couldn't hang out with them much offset as they were uh, taking classes. Oh, you know what? No, wait a minute. You know what? I'm wrong. So I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go back. Mario okay. and I, no, Ma- actually, now that I'm thinking of the timeline, no, Mario and I met on the show and then we both moved into that, into Park Pointless. That's gotcha. right. Because right after, um, right after I did Say by the Bell, not soon after I got on Days of Our Lives, which was also on, uh, M- at NBC. So that's right. So no, we met on the show, we became friends, and then we just coincidentally happened to move into the same apartment complex. That's what happened. Oh, and absolutely. so um yeah. And every once in a while, uh, over the years, Ryan Seacrest will mention Park Pointless and the fact <laughs> that we all live there in this this place. And it got decimated at the ninety four earthquake hit, and we all lived in that place, and it was made of you know, just drywall and basically cardboard and all of our furniture was from Ikea. <laughs> so we had that really big 94 earthquake and, and it just decimated Park Pointless. You know, oh, there's man. lots of like w- would-be actors that went back to the Midwest after that earthquake because it broke all of our stuff. Well, there you go. Um, Patrick Muldoon was very close with many of the cast members, but he and Mario Lopez like lived together briefly in like the same apartment complex uh, around this time, which is really cool. Great story. And like, so I think that, um, you know, his expectations, maybe that, um, you know, they had it mapped out that Jeff was going to be in and out of this thing, which is kind of unfortunate. Would like to have seen where things went, but Saved by the Bell to get three episodes out of a guest star. That's a lot to begin with, as we've seen in some of our interviews with some, uh, some of the other guest stars that have been on this show, but Jeff's going to be out of here after our next episode. But right now he's in good graces and all is well, with Jeff and uh, I guess Zach and this 35 year old woman that's like a stripper, I guess. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention that part. I'm glad you did. Uh, you can get the uh, fan mail from that. But yeah, I thought it was really interesting having Jeff come on and talk about how, yeah, this was, it wasn't meant to go on longer. It didn't, it wasn't like fan reaction went crazy and they're like, oh, pull the reins back. We got to get this guy out of here. This was kind of the plan all along. So I kind of like getting that insight into it. And, you mentioned how he was in three episodes and we've got parents of kids who are in the entire series who can't get three episodes yet. Patrick Muldoon comes on as Jeff Hunter and he gets three episodes. It's a little crazy how things work here on say by the bell. Well, here, how about this? Does this show this episode rather? I mean, we, we talked at great length. We analyzed the last dance from beginning to end. I mean, it's uh, in our archives. If you haven't heard that one yet, if you're, not listening to this in order, go back and listen to that before you, uh, you know, kind of go any further because that one's, I think, a seminal um, episode of this podcast where we talk with Patrick Muldoon in great detail. We talk and share our own experiences about the Zach and Kelly breakup and what it meant to us. This episode, after watching it, kind of, you know, right afterwards, it's the aftermath. It's a sister episode to The Last Dance. Um, hit or miss for you? I know that's kind of a a loaded question because there's so much to unpack here. But is this a hit or a miss? It's, it's obviously you're not going to touch the emotions of that last one, but how do you think that the, they did here recovering from the Zach and Kelly breakup? 
I thought they answered the questions that I wanted answered uh, from The Last Dance, but as an overall episode, maybe just taking a snapshot of this one, I'm going to have to say a miss. Uh, there wasn't a lot in here for me um, other than answering just kind of the question of what's going to happen to Zach. Uh, Zach went on these dates and it was a sweet 16 party and he didn't want to go and then he came. and uh, So there wasn't a ton in here. Uh, the dancing to the A12, Zach and Kelly's song, uh, the flip-flopping of the gang to being on Zach's side to then being on Kelly's side to then them all coming together and Zach apologizing. Um, so I'm not going to say it's a huge miss. It's not like as bad as the mamas and papas. Um, but just from what I saw in the last dance to this, it was a little bit of a letdown. So somewhere maybe between a hit and miss. It's not a total miss, but just somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I mean, I think it's more... I, I can't call it a miss because it's you know it's playing off of the the themes of a, of a previous episode, which in Say by the Bell Land is rare. So we're gonna take that where we can get it. And I am, you know, sympathetic towards Zach. You're sympathetic towards Kelly uh, when it comes down to it, and you know that they just need to be at least friends and see how this plays out. So at least we get the nice ribbon tied up at the end um, with the way it ends. So if you like what we're doing, guys, Say by Nostalgia. Go to our website, IgnitroEntertainment.com. That is the our entertainment site that has all of our entertainment stuff from movie reviews, articles. we got 80s pro wrestling, nostalgia. It's all there, including our podcast archive right there. We are knee-deep into season three here, and we're going to continue with our next episode, which is fake IDs. We're going to go a little out of order. If you're following us on season three, you're going to need to go out a little out of order here because it's a, the third Jeff episode. It's going to tie things up with that frat boy babe stealer Jeff Patrick Muldoon is going to join us one more time to reenact his famous breakup with Kelly spoiler alert maybe but we'll see you on the next episode of Save by Nostalgia